This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. I'm Jack Sutherland, and unfortunately, Ronnie Barron is MIA this week. But I think Vader's with us. Are you there, Vader? Yes, I am. Unlike Ronnie, but much like the Force, I am always with you. Awesome. So here's what we're going to do this week. Um, Our good friends, Martin and Nick, on the Nerdy Legion podcast, who aren't actually big Marvel fans, had a... um, engaging conversation about Marvel. I find your lack of faith disturbing. They know more than you think they do. Fair enough. They used to be big Marvel fans back in the day. Not so much now, but they're getting back into it, which made the conversation all that much more interesting. So we're going to replay that for you and hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here's your substitute Sith Lord hosts, Nick Wetmore. And Martin Ferretti, a.k.a. Ferret Tim. So let me give you some background, Nick. Yes. X-Men used to be my shit. And I mean, I, I have I have back on to X-Men very briefly, like, I don't even, like 2010, 2011, um, and dropped mm. off right away. I was like, I've just been gone for so long, I don't, I don't even want to try. Um, <laughs> and then... When they relaunched all the new series, Extraordinary and whatever the other one is, um, I tried reading those, but just everything's so closely tied to the Inhumans, and I had never cared much for the Inhumans, mm-hmm. um, especially with the whole you know, Fox, Sony, Marvel thing, Sure. Uh, where I just kind of was like, eh, I, I just I, I can't do it. So I dropped all those after like two issues. Did um, you try the Joss Whedon? Rum? I did read that. That was actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that should scratch your X Men love. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty good. Uh, but you know, like I expect a certain story from X Men, right? Um, and I know when you were uh, reading Alters recently from uh, Aftershock, mm-hmm. like Alters to me is kind of it's got that spark that X Men used to have that to me doesn't have anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. where like after a while there's just so many times you can rehash the same story mm-hmm. um, but having it told with these new characters and alters is it's pretty interesting because mm-hmm. um, it, it gives you that sense of wonder that the X-Men used to give me when I was growing up uh, yeah it's uh, for me X-Men should hit a good balance of wonder mm-hmm uh, bring a lot of excitement to the page, mm-hmm. a little bit of teen drama, mm-hmm. and sort of positive. Yes. Sort of uplifting. Not not really like bubblegummy happiness, because it is still them against well, society. So hopeful, I guess you would say. Hopeful, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I will agree, they sort of lost that a little bit. Yeah, the last the last few years for sure. Yes. Um, So so yeah, so that's kind of what I what I want. And you know what the thing was with me and X Men, 
Um, the event stuff, Nick. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I totally get comic companies need to do their yearly event, you know, for uh-huh. whatever reason. Okay? They, uh-huh. they sell more books, whatever. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. I love them. But the problem is, like, when you have an event that ties into six other X-Men titles, mm-hmm. right? Which there's not six X-Men titles now, uh, but there's going to be soon. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, which, which is weird. And I, I want to get back to that later because they're, they're going to do a, an Iceman series. They're going to do a Jean Grey series. Mm-hmm. They're doing the X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what else. Oh, Generation X. I think they're bringing that back. Really? Oh my god, Generation X was the best shit ever! Wow. That was my favorite X-Men book back in the day. That was a fun series. When that was coming out. Because it, it yeah. gave you that, it had that ting angst, you know? Oh, um, it was angsty, for sure. It was very angsty. But also real... It was a lot more um, surreal. Yes. yes than yes. what X-Men was coming out. And I think that was all like Chris Bacalo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely helming Generation that. Generation X. That freaking, what was that dude's name? The skin guy. His oh, pa- yeah. His power was that he could stretch his skin. <laughs> yeah, and then it started to flake. Uh, oh, man, that book was amazing. But really cool. Um, and, and it's sort of bizarre if you think about it, because when, like, New Mutants came out, mm-hmm. they were Generation X. Yeah, like yeah. when they first were coming out, it was like, "Who are these people? Oh my god, they're so different and crazy!" And then it's like, "Holy shit!" Fifteen years later, they do the same darn thing and get the same exact cool results. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was so good. You know, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> when I had pretty much dropped all of Marvel, uh, I don't even know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. The only the only Marvel book I was reading was New Mutants. They had relaunched it. Mm-hmm. Um, with I think Magic was the leader of the team, and it mm. was so good. I love Magic. Magic is freaking amazing. How many issues before she went to hell? Oh, like the second issue. Yeah, because that was always the best. Because you knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. And it was always just it never let down. It yeah. was all every arc in hell was always good. Well, no, but like she, I'm saying, like she would pop in and out like every issue. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. She she got to limbo to get something and come back yep. and whatever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was cool. But don't say that's the only thing you've read. Well, I'm saying like long. Because let let me correct you. Oh boy. Sp- Spider Verse was pretty kick ass. Uh, and I'm always gonna put that asterisk in there because I, I know, know you don't you don't believe it. No, 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 no. I do believe it. I love the hell out of that. Spider Verse was my jam, dude. I we know. We talked about that for what, like three hours. We still are. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so good. That's why events can be done really well. And I love X Men events when it's X Men. I love mm-hmm. Spider Man when it's all in Spider Man's universe. Mm-hmm. But when they start intersecting unless it's the summer of annuals and every annual from every title are all going to interconnect like they used to back in the day Mm -hmm. that's the only way i want to see it like when dc did pulp heroes Mm -hmm. that was awesome that was so cool and i don't know why they 
that companies don't do that anymore. But I hate to say it, like, I don't want an X-Men event to all of a sudden bring in all of the Avenger titles and then all of, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's just like, it's too much. You don't have to, every event doesn't have to include every book in your line. Correct. Ugh. And Marvel's Marvel's the worst at it. Marvel is the worst at it. Yeah. Even though Secret Wars was my jam. (laughs) Read that book and read... I think I'm at 21. Jesus Christ. Offshoot trades. (laughs) I'm telling you, I I keep a list of all the trades, omnibuses, and novels that I've read throughout the year for Mm -hmm. each year. Yeah. And right now, currently, I'm at, like, 159 for 2016. <laughs> and I went back and, like, oh, my God, a fourth of those books are Secret Wars. Oh, <laughs> so dumb. But so good. But so dumb. Let's be honest. Uh, that's too funny. <laughs> and out of those out of those 20 trades, uh, feel free to IM me or message me. I can tell you the seven that are actually good. And you should spend money on the rest of them. Garbage. Oh, welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, <laughs> episode number five. Yes. We're taking over. We're taking over every podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I'm telling you, when you... DM'd me and said, I want to talk about Marvel. I'm back in. At least for the mutants that you're reading right now with, with, uh, what is it? Death of X? Yes. As soon as you wrote that, it wasn't that I was excited that you're reading Marvel again, just that you found something that like sparked that interest that you used to have for a title. Whatever title it was, whatever company it was, it doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that would be me being like, I just read arc three of American Flag. I'm back in! You know, that type of <laughs> American thing. American Flag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to reread that. It's been a while. I, th- I didn't know that. I, th- I didn't think you read it. American Flag? Yeah, I've read it. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I read it. Good, uh, good. So, so let me tell you how I got into this. Oh, wait. Let me finish my point first. Yeah, feel free. Uh, so, so, so I dropped X-Men. Because, you know, they were doing whatever, five, six titles. And then they would do an event that lasts, you know, whatever, three, four months. And then they have one month off. And then it's the next event. And it ties into all six books. Plus the seventh book they just launched. And I was like, dude, I just can't do that. Like, my wallet can't afford that. Do you hear yourself right now? This is exactly what I was telling you about Batman. To a T. No, it's not. That Batman was jump in the 90s. He was jumping from one event to the other to the other, and it was throughout all of the books. There, there was a time, yeah. I guess it started with uh, right before Nightfall, right? Yeah, but it yeah. was exactly the same time for X-Men. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, I guess you're probably much. about right. But the, the difference being... That I love the shit out of the Batman universe, um, and as much as I always love the X Men, if I had to pick between the two, I would go with Gotham. Oh, that's not a Sophie's choice at all. Come on. Right. 
but I'll be the opposite side of that coin, that same exact coin. When they started all of these tying together every storyline through all the Bat books, Mm -hmm. and I have a subscription to Detective Mm -hmm. and the Batman proper title, and every month I would receive them in my brown... Or, sorry, my plastic, I believe it was in plastic, I believe Marvel had the brown paper bag wrapping. Yep, they did. Um, but when I received it, and it would be like, oh, whatever it's called, Contagion. Mm-hmm. Issue two, or part two, and then my detective came, and that was part five. It was like, are you freaking kidding me? And by the time I got those, good luck trying to find them in any store. Because usually, you know, by the time you get yours, they've already been on the rack for three weeks. So it, every every time I got them, it wasn't a sense of joy to unwrap. It was a sense of, like, dread that I'm going to be missing one issue of that arc. And it just drove me crazy. That's what drove me away from Batman. Mm. It had nothing to do with anything else. The character, the creative teams, they were all awesome. I just couldn't afford six titles. Or yeah, missing right. missing out on copies until I could go to this bizarro old old timey uh, comic convention in three months. Hopefully, my dad can take me, mm-hmm. and I can write down on a piece of paper, and that's the only four issues I'm searching for for the next four hours, trying to find them. Sure, which is fun once yeah. you're in that moment, but knowing that you can't read that arc that oh it was such a sense of frustration so i totally get it when you're saying that about x-men absolutely yeah um and so 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 it was was tough and you know what the difference Mm -hmm. too was um the even though the bat events were all interconnected and you had to be reading you know every title i mean not Mm -hmm. i guess not necessarily i mean for the most part i think if you were reading batman and detective you were probably okay because, you know, like, when they would spin off into Catwoman or Robin or, you know, whatever else, Asriel, like, you, you could probably skip those. You know, Possibly, like, but it's tough as a comic book reader to see part one and you're missing part two. Yeah, no, I gotcha, I gotcha. Whether it's good or not. And I hate to say it, at that time, I wasn't smart enough as a young boy to be like, you know, if I got Legends of the Dark Knight or Shadows of the Bat... They're usually not included in all of these crossover events. Mm-hmm. And that would have cleared up the whole situation. Same with Spider-Man. Spider-Man would have arcs that go across issues. Yes. If I would have got Marvel team up, I would have been golden. Yep. Because those never are included. Yep. But um, do you do you want to go back to X-Men? Do you really want to pick up that issue of like power pack? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, they included some weird mutant offshoots that's always just like, eh, do I really need to read that part? Mm, not really. <laughs> yeah. Some X-Factors are better than other X-Factors. Mm. Oh, man. What was that one that Remender did? Was that... That was an X-Factor. It was... Uh, that was Uncanny, Uncanny X-Force. X-Force. Oh, my yes. God. That was good. I know. Oh, that was so good. good. Yeah. Phantom great art X too. Is my jam. Mm. Great art too. 
Uh, I, matter of fact, Phantom X had a hilarious little section in uh, in Humans versus X Men. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's like one panel, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Didn't uh, we talk about Phantom X before? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, how can that character not be relevant right now? Phantom X should be in everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are burned out on Punisher. Guess what? Just do, just do Phantom X. It's pretty much the same thing. Boom. We don't even need royalties for that. Marvel, oh. you're welcome. And he just looks so cool, too. He does, right? Dude. <laughs> he looks like he should be a G.I. Joe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. oh, you are badass. <laughs> and I'm not talking shipwreck G.I. Joe either. Come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, so, so recently. Um, what right, brought you back in? I'm pretty sure I know what brought you to Death of X. All right. So tell me. But tell the listeners. Well, I'm, I'm gonna... I I think it was uh, Mike Myers. Man, you're good. Yeah, you are so good. Matter yes, of fact, yes. he 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 got me reading something else, which I plan on reading anyway. Ooh-hoo-hoo. We're gonna get to that after I talk right, about right. the X Men. Yes. Um, and I think you should read it because it's freaking awesome. So, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's all Michael Myers' fault. I know Daryl Taylor's uh, very upset. Because uh, he's a hater of the X-Men. What? And uh, well, Get so, the hell out of here. So, you know, like, as passionate as Daryl is for Batman, he's got the same passion for the X-Men. Yes. Um, and let's be serious. Like, Marvel's ruined the X-Men. Wow. Okay. They have. They've ruined it. Wow. Until Death of X. Really? Uh, I don't think Daryl agrees, but uh, oh no, he's no, not. He he's not on board just yet. He's not on board yet, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll convince him. Maybe can we'll I, can maybe, I maybe, maybe we'll trade. Maybe maybe I'll pretend to like Tom King's Batman, and he can pretend to like X Men. Shots fired. <sighs> Anyways, you were hey, saying hey that that piece of uh, that three panels that you posted on Facebook. Yes. Who drew that? Um, let me the, see. The colors and the art are awfully pretty on that, and it's not even a real action-y scene. No, no, it's not. Uh, 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 uh. But boy, did it look um, cinematic. Hang on, I'm pulling it up. Okay, all right. Like you said, uh, this is great podcasting for the listener. Yeah, way to go, Nick. <laughs> It's like you expect me to take notes or something. Well, you could have posted it on your Facebook. What the hell do you think this is? You know how many times I've asked Mike Myers that? <laughs> like, hey, who's the creative team on that? <laughs> Just because I'm so curious and it's like it's so good looking and it's from like you know '85, so I'm not quite sure. Mm. Marvel, where do you put the creative team in your books? <laughs> they never do. That's what makes them great. How am I supposed to know this? They're so dumb. Surely it's on here somewhere. I bet it's like in the cover. Let me go back to the cover. They're they're really dumb dumb sometime. Uh, you? Who's you? Francis Francis Linnell? You? Maybe. 
What issue was it of Death of X? No, that 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 the picture of Storm was from Inhumans versus X Men number one. Oh, okay. Wow, really? You think that's you? Because he has such scratchy art. That's what it says on the cover. Uh, let's see, Inhumans versus X Men. I'm just gonna look it up. I was just remarking to somebody. I believe it was Ronnie. We were talking about his art, and his art is so scratchy half the time. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see. Number one. Uh, yeah, Linneo Francis you. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's pretty, though, right? Um, yeah, that certainly was does not look like the same guy who did... Uh, Secret Invasion. And, and let me tell you, so I think a lot of that is the coloring mm-hmm. um, and the inks. Who um, did the color? I, I, I won't ask you that. I'll find out. Yeah, God knows. Jesus did it. You know uh, I love the colorists. Come on. <laughs> don't be that way. Um, but there's there's a couple scenes that are scratchier mm-hmm. um, than that. Like, the book starts off pretty detailed. Um like especially with like you know I, I I would imagine it's hard to draw a beast, right? All that fur, that's got to be hard. Yeah, without it without it looking real scratchy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. How do you make um, it look smooth yet textured? So so the beginning's like super detailed, and then like there's there's some parts of it where it does get scratchier, um, but it's still very detailed and finished and polished. Um. Like it, they cut, they cut to the quiet room, and uh, Flagman, and he's talking to Black Bolt, and there's mm-hmm. like a, a jazz singer at this bar restaurant place, um, where the Inhumans are hanging out, <coughs> and it's a little bit scratchier, but it's still pretty as hell. And oh my God, he draws a beautiful Emma Frost. Really? Oh my God! Like there was one page. Mm-hmm. So, so Emma Frost goes to see Black Bolt, and I I, I turn the page and it's like ba bam, and I was like woo, hmm. woo, got to cool my hmm. jets. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so yeah, back to the question. It was uh, it was Mike Myers because I know he's been reading that. Yeah. And uh, and so the discussion that that Mike and Daryl have had about uh, Death Effects and just the X Men in general got me intrigued because you know I, that's kind of the type of person that i am like i know what i like and what i don't like mm-hmm. okay and i don't i don't push what i like or dislike on anybody mm-hmm. um, you know the batman stuff like a lot of that's a joke right like i i don't hate tom king's batman by any means <laughs> um I, I do that a lot of times just to piss daryl off of course um and then of course tom king because daryl sends him clips and you know comments <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, thank you, Tom King, uh, for the uh, the uh, the Valiant Central podcast uh, promotion. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he, promotion. he he Yeah, we uh, one of the episodes. It was a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, I briefly said something about Tom and Batman in the uh, in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming Daryl told him, and so so Tom replied to the Valiant Central podcast post. Mm. Um, and that week we had like several thousand more listeners than we normally do. 
Um, and as, as a result, like, as good as our numbers have been, now they're even better because we got the Tom King bump. A Christmas, a Christmas bonus. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, but so, so I, so I should, so the moral of that story is I should start uh, trashing uh, certain artists and writers just so that they'll uh, repost something. Is that what you're telling me to do? Sure, why not? Go okay. for it. All right, thank you. So, so they've been talking about it, and and like I said, you know, I I know what I like, I know what I don't like. And I'm very adamant about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where, like, you wonder, well, if this person really likes this, mm-hmm. right? And I generally agree with the way they feel about a book or a character or whatever, then let me try it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially something like X-Men, where I've, I've always loved it, but it's just like every time I come back, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, well... Let me let me let me see what's up, right? Like I had the same thing with Spider-Man, right? Because you were the one that said to read Spider-Verse, and I was like, Spider-Man, <laughs> you know? And it, it's the same thing. I used to love Spider-Man, but Spider-Man had gave you know they had X-Men syndrome, and so yeah. I I quit that as well. But Spider-Man was freaking fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm still not reading the, the regular Spider books. But That's okay. There's will, too many of them. I will definitely read when they do an event because I think after Spider Verse, it really is very well done. Um, that's sort of where I am with Mike right now, because he's going into the what is it, uh, clone conspiracy? Nick, the, we're trying to jump the conversation. No, no, no. I'm just referencing that because since he's showing that and sort of mentioning it here and there, now it's like, dang it, now you like. Do you really want me? Like, I, I might be spending four dollars an issue soon. Hey, Nick, let me tell you a secret. <laughs> I'm reading Clone Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? <laughs> but that's a secret. We can't talk about that yet. <sighs> you, but you know, I want to talk about PD. <laughs> uh, so, who's, dra- uh, who's drawing that? Because there's oh, Jim Chung. It's it's freaking beautiful, dude. And, yeah, dude, he draws some good stuff. <laughs> like you could put. I hate to say it, if he was on Deadpool, I might actually debate on getting Deadpool. I don't know like, about he's, that. He's really good. He he draws some pretty stuff, and he puts in lines and costumes that don't even need to be there. Mm-hmm. But once you see them there, like a double line where usually you just see a single, mm-hmm. it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. Damn, that's sharp. Just like adding that one little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, but go on, go on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, real excited. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give this Death of X thing a shot. Yeah. Right. So I went ahead and I got the four issues. I don't I don't I don't. So my assumption is that mm-hmm. this ties into the books. I believe Jack said that it kind of does. Okay. But you don't really need to read them. Uh, like Death hmm. of X is, is very self-contained. Um, oh, nice! And having read the four issues of Death of X, mm-hmm. I will say I didn't feel like I needed to read anything else. Oh, nice! So my assumption is, if that's true, then cool. I, I, I don't know. It just it it seems like that's the way it works. Um, because all I read are the four issues, and I was all over that shit. 
Like, but that's I, pretty I, smart because that could bring somebody like you back into like, ah, eh, let me try this one. Well, so I sort of like thing. this artist. Maybe maybe this one title will be good. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Uh-oh. Um, no, it's not bad. Okay. Um, like, they're not having read X-Men for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things of concern. Right. Um, because... Like, I feel like maybe I wouldn't know who most of these people are. Yeah, yeah. But so what had happened was, I knew most of these people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, obviously, with with the Inhumans, I know who Medusa is, and Gorgon, and, you know, Karnak, and uh, Bolt, those people. Damn. Um, And same with the X-Men, like Cyclops, Emma Frost, Magneto, things like that. I know all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a couple like that I wasn't quite sure of. Like mm-hmm. I had completely forgotten about the Stepford Cuckoos. Yeah, yeah. But they're in this. Ooh. Like they're they're in Cyclops' okay. team. I mean, they, they don't play a big role. Uh, I mean, but somebody I, could say that about Phantom X too. Sure, 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 sure. Don't let me forget about Phantom X because when I get to IVX, I want to tell you about that. That shit was hilarious. Um, so, so Cyclops' team is Cyclops, Emma Frost, Magic, um, the Stepford Cuckoos, and a oh. character that I saw, and I was like, wait. Like, literally, I started reading the issue, and I messaged one of our Facebook groups, uh, uh-huh. Ronnie and Aaron, Mike and Paul and Josh, um, and I was like, wait, there's a mutant called Gold Balls? So for a second, I nearly regretted having started to read this. (laughs) Solely on the fact that there is a mutant named Gold Balls. Uh 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 Oh, episode title. His (laughs) name is Gold Balls. (laughs) So... What's his power? All right, Nick... Let's let's play a game. Can, can I can I guess what his power let's, is? Let's play a game. Okay. Guess what his power is. Okay. <laughs> Not knowing anything about this gold balls, I'm guessing that he is almost like Jubilee, but he makes his gold balls really really big, <laughs> almost like bowling balls, hmm. and then he can shoot them out towards the enemy. That's pretty close, Nick. Oh. <laughs> Do they explode like Jubilee? I don't know. We never see his powers be used. Um, does does he die in like the third page? Yeah, pretty that much. Would, that would be awesome. Pretty much. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so I, I looked him up. Um, as part of his costume, he does have three gold balls on his costume. Oh, one, on, one on each shoulder and one in his chest. And apparently he can make him like orbit himself and like he can shoot him or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, my God. It's It's irrelevant. Okay, because they okay. go to they go to Muir Island um, to see uh, to find Maddox, who I love Maddox. Do you remember Maddox, the Multiple Man? I Absolutely, guess they Multiple Man. Yeah, X Factor. Uh, uh, yeah, Peter David's run. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome run, by the way. Absolutely. And uh, matter of fact, anything with Peter David is generally awesome. 
So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Even the dated stuff, he's he's still awesome. I don't he's care what awesome. anyone says. He's God, living legend. On fire. Um, so they go to Mirror Island to, to find Maddox because, you know, the Inhumans um, are, are trying to activate more Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the way they do that is with the Terrigen Cloud. Is this uh, act, is this Inhumans versus X Men that you're talking about no, right this, now? This is Death of X. Oh, oh wow, okay. Yeah, this is, is Mirror Island. Still, does it still look sort of like Ireland, or yes. is it completely wiped out, wiped no. off the face of the earth, no. wasteland? It okay, looks, it looks like Ireland. Okay, cool. Um, and there's like a you know mutant research facility there, and Maddox is there with a bunch of other mutants doing research. Was Maura McTaggart there? Uh, no. Because that would make my 80s heart jump for joy. <laughs> uh, so they go there uh, to, to check on Maddox and his research, and they find all the mutants are dead. Ooh. Okay, except, except Maddox. Well, one of the Maddoxes. Of course. There's like a hundred of them. One yeah. of them is still alive, but he dies like as they get to him. Okay. What? Um, because the the thing is the the Terrigen cloud that activates Inhumans um, is poisoned to is mutants. poisonous to mutants. Right? Wow! So Which, all these people just got wiped out. All these mutants just got wiped out. Right now, this this was no surprise to me because uh-huh. even though I haven't read the books, like I see things popping up here and there, um, and so and of course I listen to podcasts, so I'll, you know I, I get the skinny. Without reading the book, so um, it's not like I'm completely lost on what's happening. Um, but this is the first time that I actually had seen it, okay, in action. Uh, like it's pretty bad. Like they have boils all over their body. Like they look pretty shitty, Nick. Um, huh. How many curses is that? I don't. I don't want iTunes to. Uh, no, ban, we're way ban we're way over the limit. The, the, right. That's about your sixth one. So. I'll make sure I put a clean tag on it. And, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So, <clears throat> so, you know, you know. Well, what a way to start off a series. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. Now, with that said, like apparently the X Men, or at least part of them, and the Inhumans have been kind of working together. Okay. Um, like the main group, of course, Cyclops is, a, I guess, split off. Huh. At some point, my assumption is sometime after Professor X died, but I don't know when that happened or how or why. Um, but I know that Cyclops has been a dick for quite a while. Okay, I do know this. Um, and that's why they had, like, young Cyclops come in, I guess, to have, like, a Cyclops that wasn't a dick. And, but uh, yes. Side tangent. Side tangent. Does this frustrate you? Uh, that you know something happened in the past, but you didn't read it. So, or does that inspire you that if there was an asterisk, see X Men Endangered Species trade paperback? Oh, would I that would inspire that. you to be able to like, I gotta read that. That's that's how I, w- I want to unlock that mystery. I would love that. That's sort of where I am. Yeah, like to no. find out like what Electra was a scroll. <laughs> like that would inspire me. Like I got to go back and read that. I got to yeah. see what happens. Um, I would really like that, especially in an event book. 
Yeah. Like I would totally understand if they if they don't do it in the main series, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or or not as often. But in a in a main in an event book where you kind of want to bring new people in, it seems like almost a given. Like that should be in there. Yeah, it's like they're almost ashamed that they have a really detailed history because they want every uh, for every book there could be a new reader to this series Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we don't want to bog them down with all this history but i hate to say it like sometimes i want i want one of these companies to like pull up their big boy pants and be like no f you we have 50 years of history and we're gonna let people deep dive as as much as they want or you can just surface skim and read Death of X, and you're you're a okay. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I just I was curious because I'm that way. Like I I won't read anything on Wikipedia, but if somebody told me like, oh, go check out Messiah Complex for that answer, mm-hmm. I would go check out Messiah Complex. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Um, but but at the same time, like nothing that happens in this series, I felt like I really needed background. Um, like some of the yeah. stuff is, is kind of explained in the narrative. Like, for example, Beast has been hanging out with the Inhumans for like a year or something, mm-hmm. uh, eight months, um, mm-hmm. because Beast knows that the Terrigen Cloud is toxic to mutants. Mm-hmm. Now, so he's why, trying to solve that problem. Right. Gotcha. So, so what I was a little confused about is, well, does only Hank know about it? And the other mutants didn't until Cyclops found all these people dead in Muir Island? Or, like, did they all know that it was a possibility? I, like, I wasn't quite sure of that. But it was, yeah, pretty, that, it, it was obvious that the Inhumans knew and that Hank knew. That would elicit that response in me. Like, there's no way Hank wouldn't tell people on Muir Island. Because he, he always has a connection to Muir Island. Right. Yeah, that would that would send up like this is a mystery. Like there's something going on, but I have to learn more. Right. And so and so that's kind of what inspires uh, the rest of the miniseries, because Cyclops is pissed. You know, he's like, listen, like the Inhumans aren't just trying to expand their population; they're trying to kill our population. Oh. Right, and we can't let that happen. Like you know. I've always been here to protect us, and we need to make sure that we protect us. Hmm. And, of course, Emma is egging him on, because him and Emma, are, I guess, are together. They're oh, yeah. romantically involved. Um, oh, yeah. They, they, they've they been, have been for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Um, and you know how Emma is. Oh, yeah. Emma's very conniving. Mm-hmm. And very calculating. Mm-hmm. And freaking beautiful in this book, Nick. Well, not so much in Death of X. More in more in IVX. Uh, and in Death of X, there's a couple panels where I'm like, "Whoa, Emma! Like, get off the ugly tree, bro." Ah. Um, but uh, oh, overall, I mean, uh, Emma's always been, you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. So so she's kind of egging him on, and they go on this whole. And I don't want to like go into specifics because the dialogue is kind of specific sure um, and some of it is kind of rhetorical um and i will i'm, I'm, I'm gonna read you a, a couple lines that cyclops says towards the end hmm. um just to kind of convey it but can, um, can i also ask you since you're coming back to these characters and charles sewell 
he wrote uh, Inhumans. In Inhumans versus X Men. Who wrote Death of X? Death of X. Um, I think it's also Sewell. And my, yeah, Lemire and Sewell wrote Death of X, and okay. they're writing IVX. My my question to you is, since you're uh, a pretty, you've been with these characters for a long time. Uh, they've gone through a lot of different voices. Like every writer writes them a little different. Mm-hmm. Is this Scott Summers' voice and his stance the way you remember it, or has Scott Summers <laughs> changed? Whether that's good or bad, has it changed? No, it definitely changed, but I don't see it as a bad change. It seems more like a, a natural progression. Cool. Yeah, that's um, how I'm. That's how I take him too. Yeah, like yeah, he definitely has matured, and his worldview has has changed as well. It should be because he's not eighteen years old anymore. Right, he's not eighteen anymore, and of course, you know, Jean Grey's dead, right? So he's mm-hmm. like, like really dead. Yep. Um. So he's lost the one person that you know he really loves or loved. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, Professor X is dead, so that that's big for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatever else, the hell else has happened over the last twenty years, I'm sure tons of people died. You don't uh, hang. You don't hang out with Emma, and there's no way she hasn't changed your worldview. Absolutely, right? So yes. and, uh, we we will get to that, Nick. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this. I just wanted to know if if it felt like he changed. That's what I was hoping for because I totally. don't want him. I don't want him to sound like the Bendis retro Scott. No, 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 totally. totally okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um, so, anyways, as, as things go on, like there's there's a lot of misunderstandings, and I think that's what makes the story really interesting. Um, because there there is no good guy or bad guy in this book, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the Inhumans have their people, and the mutants have their people, and it it's just natural that the leaders of each of these groups would want to do whatever it takes to protect their own people. Um, but at the same time, like there are misunderstandings that probably could have been easily avoided, um, but that kind of get sparked on by the littlest things, you know? Um, and, and some of that is because of Emma, for sure. Um, and now that, now that I'm reading... IVX, I see that even a little bit more. Um, that some of this is Emma. Which doesn't surprise me, because I remember when Emma was a villain. Same know? here. And I also remember when she started, you know, when she took over the school and she was teaching the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I totally get it. And it, so that wasn't unexpected for me. Now, if a new reader were to come in that they didn't know who Emma Frost was... Um, would they be surprised? I, I don't think they'd be surprised either. Um, because it, it seems very obvious that, that Scott and Emma are very beaten by whatever has happened to them in the past. Um, Absolutely. And so, like, as I'm reading this whole thing, I'm like, oh, that Emma, she's such a bitch. But at the same time, like, well, you know what? If I if I was in the situation, I'd probably be doing the same thing that Emma's doing, or Scott's doing, or Medusa's doing. Um, yeah, she's looking out for her species. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And 
I don't know. The the only thing that kind of confuses me is Black Bolt and Medusa's relationship. Huh. Um, so I, I want to dive into some Inhumans to try to get a feel for that. Oh, wow. Are you going to be buying any of the Inhumans that are on the massive Marvel sale? Well, Nick, I'm glad you asked. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Well, it's uh, in pick- the script that I asked that question. So. <laughs> yes, in all the notes that we take. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick up uh, the, the whole run of Uncanny Inhumans. Because you pretty much can pick up the entire thing, right? Almost. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, what, like 15, 16 issues, 17 yeah. issues, I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick that up, and I'm I'm not decided yet if I want to pick up Extraordinary X-Men yet. Um, I did read the first trade. Yeah. And I haven't picked up the second trade, if yeah. that means anything to you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's my least favorite uh, Lemire book. Yeah. Like yeah. ever, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so I'm not sure yet, but I do want to. I, I, I want to know more about this take on the Inhumans, because uh, I'm very familiar with the Inhumans from the Fantastic Four. What about the Paul Jenkins Inhumans? Uh, yeah, a little bit. With Jay Lee from Marvel Knights. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, because if that's on sale, you should pick that up. Mm, we should find that. It's it's one hell of a telling. No, I'll look it up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to uh, continue our uh, nonstop stopping for uh, <laughs> checking comicsology well, sales. But what is the what's the deal with Medusa and Black Bolt? Is she so, not his? Is she not his mouthpiece? She usually she, she is. She is. Um, I just. Maybe because I haven't read much of these characters in so long. Uh-huh. It just seems like such an odd relationship. Oh. I always felt like it was a symbiotic relationship. Like she knew exactly what he was saying without ever saying anything. She, she knew does. exactly his stance on everything. She so does. It's, it's almost like she's reading his mind, but yet she isn't reading his mind. Yes. And okay. I mean, all, all he ever does is look at her. Yes. Right. Yes. But you you understand that there is quite a lot being told in those expressions. Yes, but I I didn't quite get that in Death Effects. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. Um like I like I understand they must have some like really deep emotional connection to be able to communicate that way. Mhm. But I didn't see that connection here. Yeah, there has been... It's interesting, because at least from what I know, and I have not read every Inhumans telling, um, but it seems like everything I've read, Medusa has never, ever betrayed Black Bolt, or at least his wishes. Mm -hmm. But then Black Bolt went and became part of the Illuminati, and I'm sure there's plenty of things with the Illuminati that Medusa would have something to say about. Sure. And just to let you know, the Paul Jenkins Inhuman is on sale, 12 issues for six ninety nine. Hey, Nick, guess what? Hmm? Guess what? what? While you were talking, I bought it. You just added it to your <laughs> cart. 
<laughs> no, I, it's already in my. I already own it. It's mine. Yeah. Paul, um, Paul Jenkins does some fantastic, and Jay Lee's art is yeah I love crazy good. Yeah, I love Jay Lee stuff. Yeah. So, um, anyways, long story short, there's there's you know there's a lot of misunderstandings and things escalate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Inhumans end up on Mirror Island. Um, all right, so Cyclops' team gets uh, Alchemy, a mutant that I guess can change stuff. That's what his name is, Alchemy. Mm-hmm. And Alchemy, uh, with the help of Sunburst, which, by the way, his 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 costume is terrible. If only uh, that was Sunspot. Why yeah. they had to Why they had to put him in Avengers is beyond me. God knows. But uh, this this Sunburst guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was wait was it Sunburst? Because I swear maybe it was I don't remember. Anyways, um, he looks like uh, the monster from the Black Lagoon. Ooh, okay. Except except red and yellow. Huh. And that's not what he actually looks like. It's just a mask. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, and I don't know what it has to do with his powers. So maybe it's like a sun on his face. I don't, uh, who knows? God knows what's happening here. That's a um, shame. Anyway, okay. so he, ta- he takes alchemy up to the uh, the Terrigen cloud, and uh-huh. alchemy turns it from the the green Terrigen to some other thing. So the cloud huh. turns red, and it starts raining. Um, okay. And the Inhumans pop in, and Scott gives his speech. So I'm going to read some of this to you. Yeah. Because I think this uh, this will encompass uh, exactly why... Um, what To answer your question earlier, like how, how Scott has changed. Uh-huh. Um, but also like the, the stakes that both of these groups are involved in uh, fighting each other. Cool. And of course, all this helmed by Scott. Mm. All right, so Medusa and Black Bull confront them, and Scott says, I will not be taken prisoner. There's another cloud out there. I still have work to do. So this can be go easy or hard. I prefer easy. I don't want to hurt anyone. I never did. However it goes, I'm ready. I've loved who I needed to love, fought my battles. Lost the only person I ever cared for. I've been a student, a warrior, a teacher, a revolutionary, a killer. I've tried to learn from my mistakes, inspire people, help every way I can. But now everything's tainted. Too much has happened. I'm not even a person anymore. I'm gone. All that's left is the idea of me. But there's a nice thing. Ideas never die. And so he shoots uh, at Medusa and Black Bolt. And uh, Black Bolt up his mouth and uh, obliterates him. What? Holy cats. Yeah. Wow. Obliterates the shit out of him. Oh, man. Where do this you is... go from there? How do you... Wow. Where do you go from there? I'm glad you said that, Nick. What issue was that? This is the, the fourth issue. Holy it, So it's the, it's the last issue of Death of X. Dang. So, um, 
So is there an X event that is the rebirth of Cyclops? Is there already one that Bleeding no, that, Cool broke the news of? Exclusive! No, Scott, Scott's dead. No. Scott's dead. But, but does his sweet-ass costume live on? Oh my tell, god, that costume that. is so sweet, dude. Tell me that. That is by far the best Cyclops costume ever. Isn't it? Yes, it's so good. Oh, God, I love it. It is so good. Yeah. Um, although, uh, whatever, minor technicalities. I'm not sure how the uh, the X on his mask mm-hmm. uh, helps him not shoot his uh, laser eye beams. But whatever, I don't care. Yeah, they even had it. It's like some of the artists drew it so that it became like almost circular. Hmm. Like the beams curved a little bit, like they were a little bit more wild and not just straight lines. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care how they operate. I have no problem. <laughs> just give me that costume. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so a week later, uh, all the the X Men meet up on on Muir Island to uh, huh. have a funeral for uh, Scott Summers. Dang it. And uh, Storm has some very nice things to say about, you know, how it, you know, the X-Men always go through endless battles and they always have to fight, but they always find hope in that fight. Like you were saying earlier, right? The X-Men's uh-huh. always been about hope. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a day where they'll find peace for mutants. Of course, we know that it'll never happen. Uh. The mutants will never have peace. But it's nice that they, you know, strive for that. Because that's kind of like what we do, right? Like, the world's a pretty shitty place. But if you don't hope that one day it won't be so shitty, then that just kind of makes you depressed, you know? So you always you always want to have, like you say, sunshine and rainbows. Absolutely. Right? Because um, it makes your day better. Yep. So anyway, so, so Scott's dead. He's pretty much a hero to everybody. Yeah, he became a martyr. He's a martyr. Yeah. Um, and so we 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 cut. Uh, but did he know what he was doing when he shot that bolt? Of of course he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um. So so at that scene, I was like, yes, like Scott may have been an asshole for years, but like he's redeemed, right? Like he's totally explained why he does the things he does. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while he may kill people. And, you know, we may see that as wrong because he's killing people or, you know, whatever else he's doing that we might find immoral or illogical or illegal. Um, he's doing it to him. The, the means justify the ends. Yeah, he's protecting so his family. The end is to, ju- to protect his family and make sure they survive and live another day. Yep. And so he does whatever he has to. Yep. Um, which is kind of different than the Scott that I remember from, you know, 25 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, who was, uh, he wasn't quite a Boy Scout, but you know, like he was, he was a little more naive. He was a Boy Scout. He was following Xavier's path to a T. Yeah. And you're talking about the Scott who is a lot closer to the Magneto path. Mm-hmm. For sur- looking just for survival, do whatever it takes. Like no one is looking out for his family, mutants. So he has to. Mm -hmm. And if it was up to other people, and at this point, I'm sure even Magneto would say other people, including the Inhumans, 
the Inhumans have no problem if mutants just die off to, to save themselves. Humans have no problem if mutants die off to save themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's really interesting how his theology has completely changed in probably the last like ten years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which I love. I love. It totally makes sense. Why wouldn't somebody who's young follow the person that is a teacher to him? And then guess what? All of a sudden, you start rebelling against that philosophy and that person. And then you want to go and like carve your own path in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. He's just such a fascinating character. That's why I never understand why people are like, eh, he's one shade. It's like, no, he's not. He, he's right. He's not. Yeah. Um, but that's not the way he comes off, right? Like, he used to be the Boy Scout shade. And then oh, yeah. he became the crazy asshole shade. Mm-hmm. And then it, here we see, well, maybe he wasn't either one of those things. Right. Okay. Um, so I was I was totally digging that. I was like, hell yes. And then we have a little funeral scene. Was it tugging at your emotions? Did it at least work a little bit of that? Oh, it totally did. Yeah, that's it awesome. It totally did. Because yeah. um, I think I posted that panel that I just read to you. I posted that on Twitter earlier as well. Ooh, I missed that. Okay. Um, yeah, much much earlier than that storm one. Okay. Um. So so then we cut to Emma, sexy beast Emma, um, and she's talking to Alex uh, Havoc, uh, Cyclops' oh. brother. Can we talk about Havoc? Let's not talk about Havoc. Why? He gets such he gets so shortchanged. He does get shortchanged. He's so good. He's the neglected brother. Well, and apparently now he's got a, like a two face. Yes. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. I missed that. But I, I, it's cool. Whatever. You might you might want to find out how that happened. Alright, I'll find out how that happened. Jonathan Hickman, that's all I'm gonna say. Did did Scott blow his face up? Uh no. No. Uh, he's, he's just he's he Alex is heroic. Oh, heroic! I was gonna say he probably deserved it. Well, you know. <laughs> it's just great. Just uh, great. All right, I'll pick that up. I'll pick that up. Uh, anyways, they're they're going back and forth, and and Alex is like, "Hey, look, Scott's my brother. Like, there's some bullshit happening here." He's like, "His body's not there. I know that Black Bolt like obliterated the shit out of him." Um, but from everything that I know, like Scott gave up too easy. Scott doesn't give up. And so Emma is like, okay, I guess you need to know. So she takes him, uh, to one of the labs and Scott's body is there in the lab. What? Black Bolt didn't wipe his body out from existence. He did not. He can destroy a planet with a single word. He sure can. Huh. But so here's what happened. Um, when they got to Mirror Did Island. Gold balls throw a ball around Scott. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Gold balls. Uh, what, what, what is it? The Persian. What is it? The I don't eyeballs? know where you're going. <laughs> what, what's that called? When you put your balls in someone's like eyeballs. What? Isn't that Persian something? Teabag? Yeah, teabag, but it's got another name too. Anyway, I don't know. So, so when they got to Mirror Island, um, 
you know, the, the Terrigen cloud is very toxic to mutants. Mm-hmm. And w- Gold Balls <laughs> was with Cyclops, and, you know, they both got sick. Gold Balls was more effective, I guess, because he's younger and less powerful or whatever. Oh. Um, but Scott w- did get sick, and he did pass out. And Emma, this entire time, uh, has kept him hidden in one of the sick bays in, in the lab. Because what? because Scott died from this mutant pox virus. What? When, when they first got to Muir Island. Um, and so she's been using her uh, amazing psychic abilities to project Scott to everybody else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come yes. on. Yes. Um, and so Black Bolt never actually killed Scott. He uh, obliterated a, a psychic projection created by Emma. Okay, can I... Can I... Holy shit, everything's falling over in, at Nick Wetmore's place. Uh, I have to ask... His little soliloquy that you read, how telling is that, that Emma knows that that is sort of what Scott believes, that he only loved one person. He, You know what I'm saying? Like, that puts a spotlight on where she is in his life. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, like, I think, I think Emma, Emma is totally in love with, with Scott. I, I fully believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, because even when she's talking to Alex, she's like, you know, Scott is the only man I ever wanted to love me. Um, or want me, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I totally believe that Emma is, is all about some... Emma won some Scott gold balls, okay? Um, Did you ever read... I forget what story arc it was, but uh, Emma projecting... Gene into Scott's head. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's done some really messed up stuff. Agreed. Um, but that's pretty telling. I think that's pretty cool. It is. Well, and the thing is, like, because you expect it, Magneto and Emma both to have that realization of knowing exactly where they are in somebody's world, and not under the delusion of. We're best friends. We're lifelong mates. Blah blah blah. Like they know exactly where they stand. So for her to say that about Scott having one love of his life, one true mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. that does like that's not a put down to her. That's just her knowing exactly where she was in Scott's life. That's true. But at the same I think time, that's it, so cool. It, at the same time, it makes me wonder like look, I, I understand she's the ice queen, right? Like she's tough as shit. Um, tough as a diamond time, would tough say. Tough as a diamond. Oh yeah. Um, but I wonder, like, how much of that would actually affect her. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Where like she totally knows her place within Scott. Like nothing would ever be above Jean Grey, mm-hmm. and she's she seems okay with that. Um, but to to the outside world, to she the is. outside world. But I think. To her, like, it does hurt her, and I think how, that's how the, could it not hurt anyone? Well, absolutely. 
Yeah, but but that's, you would. But think... that's what makes her a, a completely complex character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, though I mean, I miss some stuff. Like, not only she projects Scott in Miran when they were fighting the Inhumans, she projected Scott in Muir Island towards the beginning of the series as well to every person in the world. Like, she pretty much did, like, the uh, the holographic projection. When they found out about the, the Terrigen Cloud killing mutants, um, there was, like, this whole big speech about how the Inhumans are lying and their only goal is to create more Inhumans and the clouds will kill every mutant and human. Um, and they have to, you know, band together to stop them. Like, th- this, the entire series, the entire Fortune Mini, everything that happens is really as a result of everything that Emma plans and sets in motion uh, from the very beginning. Because, I mean, literally, Scott must die in the first issue. Based on what we learned on the last issue. Jesus H. That is the, the snake eating its tail. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, that sounds like some Jeff Lemire type stuff. <laughs> like that is some well thought out plot. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's really really neat. It is. Huh. It's quite good, Nick. Quite good. Damn uh, it! Now, now you're making me wait six months to get that darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's funny that you mentioned Magneto because she does get Magneto involved. Um, because, you know, Magneto's also... He's always been kind of separate from everybody, but, you know, for a while he was part of the X-Men. and Which was now, awesome. Yeah, and of course now he's fractured again into his own team. So, you know, there was the, the Scott and Emma team, the Magneto team, the Storm team, whatever other crap teams there were, I don't know. Um, and so now they're kind of uniting together against the Inhumans. Um, and so, of course, like, Emma's plan is totally working, right? Because she's uniting all the mutants against the common enemy. Using Scott's death, or supposed death, as, as you know, the, the means to unify him, you know? Scott was already dead, but she made him a martyr by having Black Bolt appear to kill him. Yeah, so very, very smart. Very smart. Very calculating. Dang it. Um, yeah, it's really quite good. Um, I mean, there were some kind of w- weird things, um, which I guess that's to be expected, especially not having read it for a while. Um, but, dude, like, I, I immediately read Inhumans versus X-Men right after. Um, and, like, that, whew, that is super solid. Super solid. Uh, for one, the art is you know, above and beyond much better than the uh, Death of X. Um, but even okay. even the sto- even the story is good because there's a lot more character development with different characters. Like Old Man Logan shows up, um, Dazzler's in here, uh, Rogue. There's Young Beast and Our Beast. Um, what's his name? Uh, Forge Forge is on here. Magneto. What? Wait, whoa, whoa, what? What? What, Forge? Yeah. Yeah, Forge is in here. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love me some Forge. Are you kidding me? 
Oh, yeah. that's so good. Um, and of course, you know, Magneto makes everything better. So uh, there's he that. does. He does uh, for sure. But so so this this is going to lead right into that panel, Nick. Um, and I'm going to kind of end the conversation because I don't I don't want to spoil more than I've already spoiled about this. It's really good. Okay. Um, but so although when when IVX opens up, all the mutants are meeting, and mm-hmm. they're trying to decide the best course of action. Um, because at the end of Death of X, like there is, there is a peace treaty. Okay, like humans or mutants and inhumans have decided that there will be some kind of peace. Uh, hmm. But of course, it's kind of bullshit because Emma, you know how Emma is, mm-hmm. right? We just talked about how Emma is. Yeah. Um, and so. Hank is talking about how he's been trying to find a cure for this whole thing and how he's been working with the Inhumans. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess Storm has too, in some respects, been working with him. Um, so they're all meeting up trying to decide the best course of action. And Hank's like, look, there's nothing we can do to stop this thing. If we stay here, we're all going to die. So what we need to do is leave Earth. Ha. Um, he's like that way. Like, n- no more of us die. We'll we'll be okay. We won't be here, but we'll be okay. And uh, of course, Magneto and Emma. I mean, everybody's kind of doing it, but headed by Magneto and Emma, they're like, "Well, fuck that. Like, we're this is our home. Like, we're not going to the fucking moons of Mars to hang out." Okay. This is where we live. This is what we what we know. We want to be here. So did, we'll, did Magneto we'll say, "Yo, twenty years ago, I jumped in this big ass ship, and I left Earth, and then I got dragged back here." <laughs> Been there, done that. Get out of here. Uh, no, he did not. He Darn did it. not. I loved uh, when the Inhumans went on to the moon. So yeah, put mutants on the moon. What the heck? Well, and. And from, from my understanding, the new Inhuman series that's going to be launching soon, mm-hmm. um, the Inhumans are going to be in space. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to explore like some of the origins nice. of, of the Inhumans, um, which would be cool. Yeah. Are there any Star Jammer appearances? Oh, my God. That is my least favorite thing ever. What? The Star Jammers? Yeah. Yeah. No. I like the Star Jammers. Mm. And I liked uh, the what was it the Greg Rucka Cyclops miniseries mm-hmm. where he went where Cyclops went uh, the young Cyclops went space adventuring with uh, his father with his butt pirate dad yeah oh don't say that don't that was not my that, that was not my favorite Nick that was not fun. my favorite that was fun um right, so 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 we start finding out what the plan is mm-hmm. um so emma starts talking about the whole plan uh they start talking about every step that they need to take in order to make sure that they win against the inhumans um and to her the first step is getting rid of karnak uh because you know he can see the future kind of very He's, smart yeah yeah and so they want to make sure that he can't let the rest of the Inhumans know what's happening. 
Um, and then, of course, after that, they can go after uh, Black Bolt and Medusa. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Crystal, I think Medusa was last. Um, so they go through this whole plan. And uh, at, at the same time, Medusa's making her own plans. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know if Medusa purposely is knew about the, the mist killing mutants. Because um, huh. it, it, it seems like they do, from everything I've seen in, in both this series and, and Death of X, it seems like the Inhumans have done everything possible to make sure that they can evacuate any mutants in the vicinity of, of a cloud. Oh, okay. So why the mutants are being so uppity, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Johnny Storm's in here. I don't know that was huh. a thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he hangs out with Medusa. Okay, all right. So I don't know if he's her bodyguard or her side piece or what. Well, didn't uh, him and Crystal back in the day have a relationship? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's with Crystal. I don't know. They, they don't mention that in here, at least. Gotcha. Um, so we we kind of start learning uh, Emma's plan, sort of Medusa's plan, and you know Hank's trying to convince all these people. You know the best course of action, of action is to leave. Um, that they only have two weeks until because the the cloud is changing, and it's going to dissipate into the atmosphere. When that happens, it's going to envelope the entire world, and so all mutants will die. Within two wow, weeks. yeah, within two weeks. Jiminy. Um, and you know they're like, can you like check your calculations? He's like, look, I'm beast. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And. Uh, <laughs> So they, Yo, they, I'm beast. Get off my yeah. back. Get off my back. And Magneto's like, my people will not be gassed. And like that got me because I was like, oh, fuck. Like he was in the Holocaust. Of course, like mm-hmm. there's no way he would want this. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so they have a little a little chat. Um, and Magneto's like, I think you missed an option. We can fight. And uh, yeah, so we see like you know Gorgon and some of the other Inhumans. They're trying to rescue mutants. So like that's what I'm saying. I don't. It doesn't seem like the Inhumans mean them any harm whatsoever. Um, but so they're in this one city in Russia, uh-huh. and um, they there's a, a mutant in there, and Gorgon rescues them and takes them to the Riv. And uh, whatever the, the Royal Inhuman vessel, I think that is what it is. Okay. Whatever, whatever their their headquarters is. Sure. Um. At the same time, we're seeing God Emma's gorgeous in this. So at the <laughs> same time, we're seeing uh, all the mutants talking, going back and forth, and finally they they take a vote on what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was when Hank's like, "Well, I'm out of here." And uh, Storm shoots him in the back. But you don't know it's Storm. Hmm. You just see, like, a bolt of lightning hit him, and he gets knocked down, and then pops Storm, and it's that panel that I told you about. Um, but this issue is really cool, because you're seeing the planning stages, and you're seeing the plan unfold at the same time. Nice. Um, so it's cool. Like, you're learning as you go. Um so of course they go after Karnak first and who do they use to go after Karnak who do you think they would use uh, let me think 
I would think Magneto. Interesting. Or somebody like, uh, who was it? God, I, I'm zoning on her name, but she was uh, the new Phoenix. Oh, uh, like the oh, daughter of crap. Jean Grey or whatever. The re reincarnate reincarnated Jean Grey. I forget her name. She was right, the so whole Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, yeah the 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 clone uh, Madeline Pryor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the child of Madeline Pryor, or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. So, so apparently they use young Jean Grey. Oh. The the one that time traveled, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that, from Messiah so that's who they use. I don't know when that happened. Whenever they brought back uh, Angel and Beast and young Cyclops and young Jean Grey. Gotcha. From from the sixties, they brought them to the future. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so they use her, and of course Carmack's like, wait, I thought they would. He's like, I knew this would happen, but I thought they were gonna send a warrior to fight me. And she's like, well, I've kind of always thought of myself as a warrior. And he's he's like, eh, you're kind of like a baby. <laughs> you're uh, a little baby. You're a little baby. Uh, of course, you gotta imagine all this happening as he's like meditating, right, in midair. Yeah, sure. Um, Anyways, as it turns out, uh, the reason they use Jean Grey is because she, because of her psychic abilities, right? She she was able to create kind of like a an alternate psychic reality mm. for for Karnak. Um, and so, it, it, but it's like a time loop. And so she's like, we've had this moment like six times. She's like, we've been, I've been here for like eight hours. Um, you know and, I love a time loop and she's like and every time you realize what's happening and that's when we reset but there's nothing you can do about it um, so that's, that pre- that's pretty much what happens like she puts him in this alternate time loop thing uh, in, in, in his head and so he relives that whole thing like she comes to see him and they have this chat and then she reveals what has happened and then it kind of starts over it just happens over and over Wow. Um, Emma goes to... So I was telling you earlier about this club. Emma goes to this club um, to find Black Bolt. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to post a picture of that panel. Anyways, uh, there's been the singer there the whole time. And the singer turns out to be Dazzler. Yes! And, uh, of course, Dazzler can absorb powers. And so Black Bolt he whispers don't and like of course this huge thing comes out and Dazzler absorbs his power um, and then distracted by Emma she launches Black Bolt's power bat at him and knocks Black Bolt out Um, which I mean that's pretty cool use of Dazzler's powers I always thought of her kind of as a joke character yeah for sure kind of like like Jubilee but uh, yeah it works out but Dazzler had sweet roller skates, so... Dazzler did have sweet roller skates. Yeah, yeah. Um, she looks pretty uh, pretty baller in here, pretty sexy in here. She is pretty sexy, absolutely. Um, the one thing I was confused about, Ms. Marvel is in this issue. Mm-hmm. Like, two panels. Okay. Um, I'm, from my understanding, Ms. Marvel is now an inhuman. Ooh. Is, is this true? 
I did not know that, but that's interesting. Okay. That's what I'm hearing. Anyway, she's walking that, that inhuman dog. What's his name? Oh, my gosh. Whatever it is. It's like that giant 10-foot-tall pit bull. Yeah, with the Omega antenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so as, as, as they're developing their plan, Oldman Logan's like, uh, that's a great plan. Like, I'm all for it. But what about the dog? Like, the dog can teleport the Inhumans in and out. Uh-huh. He's like, we saw that in Muir Island. That's how they got there and killed Scott. Uh-huh. Um, so they developed this plan, and uh, the person that needs to, uh, to go through with this plan is uh, Phantom X. Wow. <laughs> First uh-huh. off, you had me with Old Man Logan. Then you're going to throw Phantom X in there? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get to that page. Because I can't remember exactly what it is. But pretty much he, he gives the dog Clodopin. And uh, <laughs> so the dog's just like passed out. Uh, <laughs> like in a, in a back alley somewhere. Uh, hilarious. Um, I'm trying to find this so I can see what the hell his line is. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it's it's freaking funny. When I find it, I'll oh, here it is. Um, <laughs> he's like, everything I do for these people, everything I can do for these people, and it's oh, Phantom X, you go after the dog, <laughs> and he's just like sitting there with a the bottle of Klaudipin. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty he's good. He's so fun. Um. And then you see uh, that mutant that they found in Russia uh, turns out to be Magneto in disguise. So now Magneto is in like the uh, the Inhuman floating headquarters, uh, huh. and of course doesn't have to bypass the security system or anything because he's inside, and he just tears the fucking thing to pieces mm. uh, from the inside. So wow. uh, yeah, it's really cool, Nick. Really, really well done. So so we'll see. I, I, I haven't decided yet. I'm I'm definitely gonna read the uh, IVX mini. Um, it is six issues. Okay, that ain't so, too bad. So I will read that. Um, I don't know about the tie-ins, although I might go ahead and read uh, Uncanny Inhumans. Uh, sure. But That's, what I want to is that Sewell? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I want to do, though, on that is start from the beginning, from issue oh. one, um, oh. so I get more on these characters. Because I'm just, I'm just not familiar enough, um, and anything that I do know about them, it's just been so long that it's so far in my mind that I just don't, I don't know. Gotcha. I don't, f- I don't feel like I have enough on these characters to make a a, a value judgment right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, so so uh, that's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of IVX. That sounds like a darn good event, and it sounds like it's just enough extra offshoot issues. They're not going overboard. Well, I think it's still too many. I don't think so. Considering it's Marvel, I mean Marvel loves to like put in thirty bonus issues. We're going to touch every, you know, every 15 titles for two months. We're going to touch them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's way too much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but is so Hopeless, is Hope Dennis Hopeless, is he writing 
all new X-Men? I thought he was. Uh, that might be the one he's doing, yeah. That could be that could be interesting. He does, you know, teen drama pretty well. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, just saying. We'll see. I guess I guess it comes down to are people who you trust their opinions on if they're raving about a certain series, alright, let me invest the three bucks and get that that issue. Right. Yeah. Um, which is kind of also what's happening with uh, the clone conspiracy. <laughs> yes! Yes, even up! Uh, I, I, I was expecting to read that one anyway. Uh, okay. Because of Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I picked up uh, Clone Conspiracy number one, and it was pretty good, Nick. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Preach it. Uh, good enough where I wanted to see what was next, and the next in the series would have been... Uh, what is it? Amazing Spider-Man 20, I think it was. Ooh. Uh, and that was freaking awesome. Dang it. Uh, because it's uh, the return of Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Now and, I'm on board. And uh, the way it's handled is really cool. Like, Jackal's back. And Jackal... Uh, he, he did not clone Doc Ock. He huh. kind of like regrew his body from you know when he died and transferred his mind into Peter. Okay. He has that body and kind of regrew it. And but it's cool like the whole time like you get two stories. You have like the Jackal side and then you have the Doc Ock side because Doc huh. Ock is still in that Doc Ock robot, the, sp- the little spider robot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. his 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 essence lives in this robot, um, and at the same time, like in the robot is that AI that he talks to all the time. That's based on his uh, on his daughter, Doc um, Ock's daughter. Yeah, isn't that who it is? Or no, was it? that no. was his girlfriend. His girlfriend that he right. fell in love with while he was Peter. The yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like uh, a shorter. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's a tiny person. She's a tiny person. Um, I, and and like the robot's sort of like a spider slayer. Yes, but tiny. Yes, but God, yeah. I love spider slayers. Yeah, yeah. So God it's cool because like you you get kind of a recap of that whole superior Spider-Man thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Not a recap, but maybe an extension. Yeah, that's alright. Um, and there's a really cool thing like finally Doc Ock finds his body. Um, and I'm not gonna talk specifics, but the way that's done is really cool. Mm. Um, so he finds his body and breaks into the lab and so Jackal's there um, there's some other scientists uh, li- uh, Lizard's there um, and so he's like the only w- like we have to break through and get to my body um, he's like we're going to cause a lot of commotion they're going to find us so like they're all trying to catch the little robot and he manages to wiggle himself into the tank where the new body's being grown Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jackal's like, wait, wait, wait. Like, this is kind of cool. Let's see what happens. And he, Jackal's wow. like, give me some popcorn. So, like, Jackal's ha- hanging out, like, eating popcorn and watching what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start watching the uh, the brain monitors for this body. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a lot of activity. And they're like, oh, wait, like, the, the wavelengths are changing. 
So as it turns out, because Peter's mind was in Doc's body, and because of the way that this cloning process works, Uh when they were finished, when they would finish creating this new body, it would be Doc Ock's body, but it would have Peter's mind in it. All right. Because we, the we the already have continue. we have the explicit tag, right? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm serious. Effin no. Dan Slot is so <laughs> freaking good. So he and just so, so he just reversed it. He reversed Superior Spider-Man, so now he can come out with like Superior Doc Ock. Where is it? Wow. So here's what happens. Good God, that's awesome. So, so the little robot attaches to Doc Ock's body, mm-hmm. right, like to the neck, mm-hmm. and so that way he can transfer his mind into his own body. But of course, Peter's mind is currently in this body, and so they have like this whole long drawn out fight scene mm. in inside Doc Ock's brain. Mm. Peter Parker's mind essence fighting Doc Ock's mind essence. So who's going to be in charge of that body? To see who's going to be in charge of the body. That's so good! And obviously Peter's mind essence doesn't know that he's back. He, he's Correct. struggling for his own survival, or at least what he thinks is his own survival. Well, and he also doesn't know that he's in Doc Ock's body. God, that's so good. Um, because good he, God, that's so because good. Because when the mind was transferred, like he died, right? So he has no idea. Now, is this in Clone Conspiracy the five issue? This is in Amazing Spider-Man. This is a this. So this is a tie-in. You're buying the tie-ins. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, how many people? And I don't know if this is a Dan Slot incarnation or is Christos Gage coming up with this? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But even if they're working 50-50, like in in lesser hands, this would be a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. But it so makes sense. Like when you're describing it, it sounds like, oh my god, there's going to be so many moving parts. There's no way this is going to make sense, work out, seem cool, be entertaining, and it's all that. Mm-hmm. God dang well, it, it, you're it, driving it, me crazy! And it was ready. also because they're fighting in inside this mindscape. Um, and, you know, Peter's like, you know, I'm Spider-Man, like, I'm gonna win. And, and Doc Ock's like, no, you're wrong. He's like, I was a better Spider-Man than you. I am superior. Mm. And of course, and that's when he wins and you know takes over his own body. But remember the and I don't know how many Spider-Man slot issues you read of like Superior Spider-Man, but there was I read the whole thing. Okay, because there was plenty of times where Peter would be in that mindscape, walking around, talking to characters from his past. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting that like Doc Ock is there now with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this little private area in his mind oh my god that's so well and, and so so you're led to believe that he pretty much killed peter's essence out of his own body but peter's still there i'm sure peter's still there of course oh, um god bless. 
so so then Duck Ock comes out and Jackal's like, oh, that's freaking amazing, like you know whatever. Um, so they have a whole talk about the the bodies, and Duck Ock's like, well, how do I know if this is my actual body regrown, or if it's a clone body? And Jackal's like, oh well, let me show you. And so Jackal's got um, Duck Ock's robot doc, uh, octopus arms hanging there. And uh, he's like, it's you know only coded to your DNA. It's only gonna work in your original body. Um, anybody else, like they'll just explode. And uh, he's like, come over here and put it on. And it was the best thing ever. Duck Ox like, come here and put it on. He's like, I don't go to the armor. The armor comes to me. <laughs> and the freaking arms start walking over to him. And oh my god, it was so good. Oh, that's so good. It is so good, Nick. How many issues have you read, even with tie-ins? How many have you read? Just, just those two. Okay, okay. Just those I, two. And I'm I looking mean, at how many parts it is. I'm looking at Amazing Spider-Man 22 mm-hmm. right now on Comicsology. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, it. I love Chemical Cooley. You know that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that has been a big letdown, I would say, the last five years. Alex Ross's covers. I don't know. Those used to be like pinnacle covers. And just lately, he's he's been doing a few Spider-Man here and there. And none of them are like engaging whatsoever. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Side note. I mean, I think they're fine. Yeah, they're fine, but they're not Alex Ross. Yeah, I guess so. They're not Alex Ross Batman covers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the list. Um, so this started in October. Mm. So the, the tie-ins are Clone Conspiracy 1, Amazing Spider-Man 20, Prowler number 1. Good God. Then you've got Clone 2, Spider-Man 21, Silk 14, Prowler 2. Uh, yeah, so it looks like it's just those four books. That's actually pretty simple to go through. Are you grabbing Silk 2? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to read the whole shit. Dude, you are so in. Yeah, I'm totally in on this. This was freaking awesome. Okay, now let me ask you. Did you read the Before Dead No More? No. That little arc before it? Nope. Because I thought those were leading up to clone conspiracy type things. I'm sure they were. I'm just saying. they look. I'm sure they were. They look kick-ass. So it's like 16, 17, 18, and 19. Oh, you're driving me crazy for Eddie. This is are good, you, are, Nick. Are you it's buying good. them digitally, or are you buying them... No, I'm doing digitally on these. Oh, okay. Um, because these already started. Yeah, so I just I thought you'd want to go and buy them. So you can have them. Well, you know, the good thing about digital is, like, if I want something right this second, mm-hmm. I just go ahead and buy it, and it's here now. And the other thing is... Like the with Death of X. Yeah, the, well, with Death of X, right? So I got the first mm-hmm. issue just to see. Because I was like, you know what? If I'm out 2 or $3, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? But then if I like it, then I'll go and buy the rest. Well, I don't want to double dip on this particular thing. So I just bought the digital and left it at that. I hear you. Yeah. I gotcha. Man, you. Oof. Ah, oh, you have been diving full in. Two titles. 
Two titles, well, two events. Yes. Which so, is even more surprising because you don't like Marvel events. Multiple titles. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? I uh, like it. I know. That, I Nick. know the worm hasn't turned. I know you're not like Excelsior. Make mine Marvel. I get it. No, not at all. I mean, you got a, you got finances as well, so you can't be like I'm committing fifty more titles. Yes. No, I'm not doing that, but I am willing to at least. Um, pick up some of these events um, if they catch my interest. Which, nice. I mean, so far these two have. Um, I still don't have any care to read Civil War, so... You know, Civil War 2? Yeah, Civil War 2. Yeah. Um, but I did buy some other stuff from Marvel, Ooh. Nick. Oh? Yeah. Some I mean, old I, stuff or new stuff? Eh, it's not old, old. Is it from the Marvel sale? The massive sale? It is. Oh, do tell. Um, so I kind of mentioned that I was thinking about getting these, and it just so happened that they went on sale. Ooh. So okay. I, got, uh, I got Annihilation books one, two, and three. Oh, my God. Oh, for ready. I got uh, Annihilation Conquest. Yes. Books one and two. Yes, yes, yes. I got War of Kings. I was just about to suggest it. Yes, yes, yes. I got the Thanos Imperative. I got Realm of Kings. I was actually going to suggest that because there's a five-issue Inhuman mini in there. Yep. As well as Vulcan is in there. Yep. Who is from X-Men. And I got Infinity. Dang, dang it. Ferretti, you are all cosmic all the time. I love the cosmic stuff, dude. So do I, dude. And I hate to say it, Abnet and Lanning, there was, there hasn't been anybody that has touched the cosmic mm-hmm. like they have. Correct. Wow. Absolutely correct. Okay, well, can I, can I run a few things by you since? Oh wait, I got one more thing. Oh sure, yeah. World War Hulk. Oh, have you ever read that? Yeah, I've read it before. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, that's. That's really good. Really fun. What about any of the other Marvel events that seem interesting? Or no? Because there are tons of events in this thing. Um, so I, I don't care for AVX. So I'm not going to bother. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Civil War, like, it was fine, but I don't know. Um, I'm still thinking about Secret Wars since you like it so much. Hey, you don't have to do it. <laughs> Trust me. Um, yeah, That's a guilty pleasure. That's a guilty pleasure. Uh, but, I mean, I was looking at some of the uh, the X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see if maybe I could catch up. Like, do uh, the House of M. Um, oh God, what else is on here? I don't know. Let me pull it up. Hang on. House of M is really... Uh, this is just my two cents. House of M's really good. Age of Ultron, I expected so much, especially from Bendis and Hitch. Mm-hmm. To me, didn't deliver. Um, Fear itself, a lot of people bagged on, but uh, the art was pretty, and I sort of dug the reimagining of like different costumes that mm-hmm. was affected. Uh, would I recommend it? It's three ninety. You could spend four dollars a lot worse, but I, I still, eh, 
yeah, yeah. Secret Invasion that that I love just because I love the paranoia. I love the scroll. I, I've always loved scrolls. So to imagine like the per, the heroes right next to you is it a scroll? Isn't it a scroll? The problem with Secret Evasion, you can't just read the main core story mm-hmm. because all of the offshoots actually flesh out uh, what happens in between issues. Mm-hmm. So it's real jagged in between issues because it's just like, what happened? All of a sudden, all I'm getting is a recap of what happened in XYZ issue. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would avoid that. Sadly, I would avoid that. Uh, Original Sin don't know if you ever read that um great cons great yeah, concept I thought about it but never did great concept but it really was flat it, it it went nowhere siege was good uh shadowland was pretty disappointing hmm. um war of kings was awesome necrotia i didn't care for it but you might it has clay man in it and yeah, uh yeah. Clayton Crane. Yep. Um, Axis or Avengers, Avengers and X Men Axis. That was a cluster F. That's whew, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just horrible. Uh, the Ultimates was excellent. Uh, Illuminati was really good. Um, there was one that I wanted to recommend to you. I think it was an X Men title. Good golly. Um, what the hell was it? Dang it, I can't find it. Help me out. There was one. I know it was an X-Men title. I'll find it. What's Age of X? I did read that. Um, and it was completely not memorable. Hmm. Spider Island was fun. Yeah, Spider Island was fun. Yeah, that was just. I, you also have to realize when I'm suggesting stuff, if it's three ninety nine, but you're getting like eighteen issues, eh, I do look at the value, and, and sometimes that weighs into it. Hey, Nick, I, I I bought a thing. Uh oh. I don't even know if it's gonna be any good. Uh oh. Um, I got all new X Men by Grant Morrison. Yeah, uh, with Frank Quietly. Frank um, Quietly, yeah. Yeah, hello. That is so, awesome. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I love Grant Morrison. And I love Frank Quietly, so there. Yes. Uh, Messiah Complex is really good. Yeah, I was looking at that one. I might pick that up. The only thing that's bad, uh, do you like the art enough? I think it's Sylvester. And it looks like dated Sylvester. Oh really? Yeah. See, I love Sylvester though. Yeah. So maybe you'll dig. I I I'm a, I, I might pick up a uh, Second Coming. Second Coming was good. Um, Executioner's even, song that was fun. Does Second Coming even matter anymore? No. Yeah, I don't think so. No. But the art is fantastic. Uh, whatever. I'm not reading it anyway. Um, I think I'm gonna pick Schism because I think that's when Cyclops starts going off the deep end. Yes, he does. Right, yeah, that that so. is that's him and Logan's Yeah, yeah. breaking point that sent them different different ways. But yeah, there's there's quite a few good little titles in here mm-hmm. that I I definitely would recommend. I mean, I think Infinity was fun. 
for sure. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, Civil War. I just reread that. You really need the tie-ins. Like it is so jumpy around if you're not reading all those tie-ins. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna bother with that anyway. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. Hmm. Oh, and of course I got the uh, Inhumans by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee oh as we were recording. So. Oh, that's so good. I'm surprised I didn't. I think this is on my Amazon wish list, and for some reason I never bought it. Oh wow. Yeah, you sh- you you should buy that. That that's fun. But the Illuminati, that was really good, and that's by Chun, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was fun. Um, God, I'm just trying to think, is there anything that really jumped out? I did pick up the Kurt Busiek, uh, George Perez Avengers, mm-hmm. even though that is the Scarlet Witch Perez, like, umpteen curls. Oh, yeah. But it's 11 or 12 issues for seven bucks. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's well below the dollar or, yeah, dollar an issue. Hmm. But, yeah, there's there's some good stuff. Like, at least for me, like Black Vortex for Guardians of the Galaxy, that Mm -hmm. that never rocked my world. Right. It 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 just didn't go anywhere for me. Hmm. But you've read like Craven's Last Hunt Oh, yeah. Okay. Good, good. And as long as you read some of the slot. Like, I... Ever since um, Red Hulk, like, Roberto mm-hmm. Ramos just can do no wrong. So, mm-hmm. like, him doing Spider-Man, oh, my gosh. It's it's some crazy, energetic uh, pages. You know what the first thing I read by him was? Hmm. Do you remember Crimson? Oh my God! Vaguely, but I never read it. <laughs> from yeah, from Image. It was, yeah, it was it was fun. They only did a, I think like three or four issues, and then he took it somewhere else. Oh wow! Um, because there were there were a couple titles like that. There was Crimson, which was Ramos, um, Battle Chasers. Sure. I can't remember who that was. That was freaking awesome. That was taken out of Image and shopped somewhere else, and then uh-huh. canceled. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then they they had a Kickstarter last year to bring it back, and I think they're turning into a video game. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, like twenty five years later. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Anyways, hmm. yeah, Ramos is freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. Yep. Very good. Um, well, I so think you picked uh, up. That's... I think you picked up everything that I'd be waving my hand for you to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, I think he grabbed. I mean, I grabbed some stuff just because I love like Greg Rucka, and I saw that he has two collections: one Electra and one I forget the other person, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I'll try those for yeah. like six bucks. What the hell? Uh, the the Marvel Universe versus the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, that was an amazing like four issue arc. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Uh, they have the Hickman Fantastic Four, but you read that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see. I don't know what else. I think you... Pr- oh, there is uh, Cable uh, Messiah War, Volume 1. Uh, I'm trying to... I think I've read that. It's really, really good. 
I think it's Swarzynski who did the first Bloodshot run. I'm looking it up now. Chaos War, I don't think you need to read that. It was okay. You know, Van Lente and Koi Fam, but Mm -hmm. it didn't really change the universe at all. (laughs) Oh, this was when uh, Deadpool wasn't annoying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I have read this. And a quick question for you. Are you going to pick up the Uncanny Humans, those two volumes? And are uh, you, are you going to pick up the What If Infinity? I have What If Infinity. It's really oh. good. Oh, okay, cool. All right, good. Yeah, it's really good. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing mm-hmm. uh, with Black Bolt. And I think um, it's not Apocalypse. Maybe it is Apocalypse that takes over Earth. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Gotcha. Well, it can't be Apocalypse. It'd have to be Thanos. Oh, Thanos. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Same difference. Why can't it be Apocalypse? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can Phil Jimenez draw that, please? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Let's wrap this up, Nick. Absolutely. This has been uh, the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. Uh, what episode of Nerd Legion is this? Like 837, right? Yeah. That sounds about right. Absolutely. If you count uh, all the After Dark episodes. Oh, Lord. Well, if you count, if you count by the minute, then let's see. Let, let's do an average by minute. We have done uh, roughly, we'll say, about 8,500 minutes of this podcast. Ooh. Which translates to 148 hours. Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Baracket. It's a lot. It's a lot. Baracket. Uh so Nerd Legion Podcast with Nick and Martin. He's uh he's he's that Nick Whitmore guy. That dude, that should so be your Twitter handle. <laughs> Just to make it even more complicated. <laughs> uh our our oldest apparently there's some meme about that boy on YouTube. I don't know. You know huh. kids these days. Yeah. Uh Sir Sir Oldest Daughter. She is always saying that boy, like D A T B O I. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, so you can be <laughs> that boy Nick. Uh no thank you. Alright, he's he's at Nick Wetmore. I'm at Geekvine and uh collectively and with other shows we are at Nerd Legion. Yeah. Um I finally got off my ass and uh made comics in black and white its own thing. I saw that. So episode one is out, which came out in Nerd Legion episode 63 or 64. So you probably already heard that. But episode two will be out this week. And I think we're going to record the next one next week. So Very exciting. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I guess and, it's going to be it. And then, don't, uh, forget, don't forget our tagline at the end. Which one's that? Excelsior! <sighs> Pick my marble. Good night.